Oh, good evening, everybody. Good morning. Good whatever you may be. God, I screwed up the music. God, this this show is really bad. Um, but that's okay because you know why? I'm in a better mood. I think we're all in a better mood. The Yankees they pulled it off this weekend. They beat the they they took well they took two out of three from the Red Sox. You took two from Philly. Now you're back in Boston with one nothing lead. You gotta feel good. Guess what they're doing? They're grinding out wins. They're scratching. They're clawing. They're getting extra bases because guess what? Bunting. Extra bases. By getting by steals, by bunting, by moving the runner over, sacrifice spots. Guess what that equals? Extra runs. And when you score extra runs, guess what that means? Oh my God, you win baseball games. So it all comes together. I love sometimes, it. Sometimes, sometimes when you take the analytics out of it and you just go back to the John Madden saying where it's whoever has more points, whoever has more points at the end win. is going to win the game. Yeah. And it's beautiful because I'm, you're noticing it every night when. Um, you have guys stealing, swiping third base. Okay, now a base hit or a sacrifice fly is going to score them. You don't need two hits to get a run, and now you only need one. You're not pedestrian. You're making the, the pitcher worry about who's on first base. You're making them worry, oh, is he going to steal? Last night, they swiped three bases on Real Muto. That's beautiful, moving runners over. And last night especially, you were pitching on fumes. You had nobody left in the bullpen. You had guys, your bench was getting thinner and thinner as the game was going on, and this team found a way to win. Guys like Rugnado Dora coming around. Esteban Floreal playing really well. My man, the man, the myth, the legend. I, I, I love him. It's uh, what's his name? Greg Allen. Greg Allen. His name. You is were Steve. the first. I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you credit where credit's due. You were the first person on him. You said on his first start, Greg Allen stays. I think you were drunk at the yeah. game and yeah. you said it. Greg Allen stays. He has. I, I'll get uh, credit where credit's he, due. I remember he's he on. He's energy on the bases. And, he got a quick bat. And he's a switch hitter. How about tonight? They were talking about this. The Yankees have six lefties in the lineup. To three right-handed batters. When's the last time we Blue saw change. that? Um, real quick. I think the one check real quick on there. This team's little stint. I think the epitome was that um, where he walked and scored a run without a hit by himself. That one inning yeah, against yeah. where Didi threw it past Tor- uh, yeah, Torres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and, and, and sliding he back yep. in the third, and he scored yep. that whole that, that whole sequence. I think that was there. the epitome of this team. The run. old yeah. Yankees this wouldn't team. have had the guy on third base to do that. No shot. No shot. And even Guardy stealing now, and they're, and they're like, it's just there's guys energy. are emotions. Yeah. Energy. There's energy. Like you saw in Lamar. We said on Monday on the podcast when Lamar ran into the wall, and they're like, oh, should should you know, is he going to come out? That guy wasn't mm. coming out of the game because this is my opportunity. I'm not letting it slip away. And what's the guy end up doing? A couple nights later, walk off. Walk off hit to win the game. Yeah. Love, love it. And um, Rugi, Rugi's hell of energy. Hey, another guy. Ball energy. Behind. Evan hates him. Really? Now, now Rugi, Odor's a 12, so I got to like him. I like him. I, I was mean, on he's him. warming up. He's positive in him ever since he came on. Um, I didn't quick, think there was any harm in it, you know? But That was a great move. It was a great move by Cashman, but he needs more great moves because there's no pitching still. Montgomery's doing pretty good tonight, but now this, this rain is going to throw him off. Um, real quick, I just want to no, touch it's on. Quick. They already took the tarp off. They did good. Yeah. Um, they should have put it on sooner. Um, Bucks complete yeah. the comeback. Um, I'm gonna make a formal apology to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Me too. Um, I let my emotions get the best of me when the Nets are beating them, and I said that Giannis's entire offense is let me just bat, dribble backwards and then sprint at the hoop. My deepest apologies. You're better than that. You proved that you're better than that by leading this team back down 0-2. Now, reality. And- this is when the Houston Rockets won the finals in the 90s because Jordan wasn't there. LeBron wasn't there. The Nets got hurt. This is your perfect alley to get in. I don't see them doing it next year, but you did it. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I, I mean, I gave Giannis a lot of shit. I felt kind of like prisoner to the moment too. And yeah, you out of everyone, I thought you would be like 
a big like a Yana supporter because he stayed with the team. He did. And I, I love mean, that. I kind of turned it out, and he said, "I love how I love that what he said at the end." He's like, "I could have went to a super team, but I fucking stayed and I fucking did it." You know, I, he's just he's. I like, love that. I'm taking. I've warmed up. He, he's he's no Kevin Durant. One eighty on him. I like I like Haiti. I love the NBA guys and their personalities. It's a lot hey, did of fun. you, you hear about the NBA little feud that's going on with uh, Bam Adebayo and yeah, at the, at the Olympics? I hundred percent, hundred percent agree. That's uh, awesome. KD. That was great. What he didn't give him his respect, right? Or no? Yeah. Bam, he tried to Bam. KD tried to take the ball from Bam. Bam's like, I don't have your ball, bro. Get out of my face. Yeah, love he it. Green beamed it. Um, Jerry Jones made headlines with, uh, "We will do whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl around here." I'll even make a deal with the devil. Um, and then he also realized, because the NFL just came down with a COVID rule, that if you for, if you if your team is infected with COVID due to unvaccinated players, they will forfeit the game and they could be fined up to $70 million. So that man, Jerry Jones, saw this. He goes, we got a handful of players that are not vaccinated. And when he said it, he goes, by handful, I mean five, because on a hand, they are five fingers, and there's a handful. That's literally how he explained it. He goes, Dude, that's, that's I will get them, I, I will get them to come around. And I feel like he's going to walk around the goddamn place with a syringe and just stab people stab with the people? vaccine. He goes, we will go into the Super Bowl. We got to go. We need to get vaccinated. That is going to happen. And he also is going to get fined $70 million. And he got emotional. He finally admitted that it was his fault that – um. That Jimmy, Jimmy, that Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson Jimmy got fired. Johnson. We all knew that. Well, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I was hearing earlier. The deal with the devil is giving up power. And no, the he still the, won't do it. No. No, I think the deal that is. Yeah. It goes, no, because no. he, he's, probably like, it was about. he's probably like, shit, I'll spend, what is that, 25,000 years in in, uh, in hell? That's like purgatory. Oh, you in purgatory. I don't know what the fuck you're talking It's fucking about. the Sopranos. He's probably like, I'll make a deal with the devil. Spend 25,000 years in hell, win another Super Bowl. I'll do it for Dallas. Um, Olympic issues. Okay, Tokyo, apparently they're on lockdown again. There's obviously no fans in the Olympics. Um, there's a big issue here. You're literally asking. Now, I was, I hate lockdowns and everything like that, but let's put this into perspective. You are asking the entire world to congregate in one place and then to stay there for X amount of days or about a month, right? After the Olympics are, and then you're going to say, okay, everybody go home. Isn't that how we got to first place? But maybe, I don't know. It is Delta variant bullshit. Um, but the other issue is with the Olympics is there is because of COVID not allowing certain people to come in. So there's the, I think there's the Paralympics is also going on at the same time as, this, as regular Olympics. Um, and there are certain aides, like there's this one swimmer who's deaf and blind. Um, her aide is her mother. And the Olympic committee is not allowing her mother to join her to be her aide because of COVID restrictions to limit the amount of people. So she is withdrawing from the Olympics. Like this is a major issue. Like I don't understand how you could, as a, as a person, like deny that this athlete, they're right. They have a special need. That is the whole point of that of the Olympics that they're in, and you're not allowed. I, I, there comes a point where okay, we're going to be trying to be safe. We also got to kick at the common sense. And then lastly, we're, we're going to get to today is uh, a possible SEC shakeup with Oklahoma and Texas looking to make a move. Um, if that happens, you're I gonna, love college football. You're going to have well, first of all, the NCAA is in shambles with the NIL stuff going on. College I mean, football is the best, the best thing in the world. So I think, in between all between. The NCA thought they were God's gift to the world. Now with the Supreme Court ruling, and now you have 
you have teams questioning the status quo of, okay, well, why are we doing things this way? Why, why does it have to be this way? It doesn't have to be this way. People asking questions. Yeah, this is bad for the NCA, but let's circle back. Um, the Yankees. Here's what I'm seeing right now. You have a young team that is hungry. Well, not really a young team, but you have a bunch of mishmash of players that are hungry to stay at this level. We're loving the way they're playing, their energy. We know the steals, the bunts, the hit and runs, the little small ball, the pitching is doing well. But what's going to happen when Judge comes back? What's going to happen when Luke Voigt comes back? What's going to happen when Urshela right. comes back? That's fine. You're, you're, you're going to lose that edge. No, it's fine. Yeah, I, I think, think you are. I think now Who's there's your places. Ju so Judge, Judge is going to stay in right. Obviously, Garner doesn't have to be in center field every day. Florio. Put Florio, you're going to put Allen out there. Allen in left. So what about and your boys? What about Miggy? Miggy's still hurt. But when, you got to wait. What you got to worry about. You act like injuries don't happen. You All right, keep... so hold on. So with Judge is going to come back next week. Yes. Right Judge field. goes to right. Obviously, yeah. Allen will stay in center. I think Allen's a better baseball now, player right now. Yeah, but Florio should out. stay on this roster. I don't know if he's going. Then they might send him back down. What are you doing with? You don't know. You don't know when Voight's coming back, but DJ is a, a solid first baseman. Okay, yeah, no, you're fine with that. But right, yeah, your immediate issue is going to be what's going to happen when Judge comes back and they're healthy, and the outfield is healthy. Who's the outfield being healthy? Miggy and Clint Frazier. You can't rely on either. Well, of them I think now. Frazier's done. I think Frazier has has lost his spot on this team. Even if he comes back healthy, I don't. You know, he, he, Allen's playing better than him, and so is Floreal right off the bat. So he's right now, well, even Gardner. So you're saying it's being healthy. Don't worry about Gardner was supposed to be a fourth fucking outfield. I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but my fear is that when this team comes back to being fully healthy, that you're going to lose this type of team because before the reason why they weren't playing this was because they physically could not, you know, what you need to do as a manager. If you have any capability of doing it, you shake up the lineup and you reward the guys that have been in here, you know, you maybe batted Greg Allen first and you should move DJ to third. I, what I said, I think I sent you guys a lineup. What I think, should, I think should DJ, be the DJ is a good hitter. I think it, when he, the fact that he is slow as molasses really limits you at the leadoff. So who, how much better could you be of a leadoff hitter switch hitting? So he switch breaks hitting, it up. I mean, you're right. Uh, speed guy. I mean, how much better could it be? Yeah, no, maybe you put LeMahieu second and you put Stanton third. Stances, judge fourth, judge fourth, Stanton's fifth, fifth, three, four, five. Yeah, I like that. There's the then Stanton because you get those two guys on, then Stanton hits a big home run, or he strikes, or he gets out, or he, hits, you know, he's been playing very well too. Credit to him. Yeah, I think he's and you up put like an old play the outfield. You know, door playing, yeah. playing second base. You he, put him he would be nine. Double lead off. Double lead off. There you exactly. go. And you fill in the rest in between. And six and seven. Uh -huh. I mean, I mean, who's your seventh hitter? Would be it'd be um, left fielder. Well, it'd be Glaber. It'd be Glaber. Six. Well, no. I, well, my plan was Allen would be bat first, Lemayu second, Stanton third, Judge fourth, Judge fourth, Sanchez fifth, fifth, Glaber sixth, sixth seven. No, Geo, I put Geo six. Geo six, six and seven. Glaber's like I said, are yeah. interchangeable. Inter interchangeable. Glaber and then left fielder eighth and Odor. Yeah. Ninth. Odor nine. Or or. or left fielder. For uh, you need you, the, the lineup needs to be built in a way that you can be threatening. Yes. On the bases. On the bases. And then because that's what this team, if you up. realize it, if you want to talk about analytics, you realize that what has there been their biggest flaw? The base path. The base pass, yeah. And not moving yeah. runners up. And that now you're making a team that can't hit the ball. Now they gotta get two hits to get a runner. Whereas if you move the runner over, if the guy steals, now they only need one hit. So you're making your life a lot easier. But the bottom line here is this 
You do have it a all pass. Translates You're two out too. right now. You're two out of the last wild card spot. I believe. What are they? Six out still. They're five or six out um, in the division. The division. If you're if you're going to keep up right now like this, the division's not out of reach. I have to admit no. that. If you win, I think if you win three games. All right, there's seven. There's seven out right now. There's seven out, and they have five games. I know right up the bat to play against the Sox. <laughs> Um, it's going to be tough, but if you're looking at the wild card, you're two out of the wild card. Three and a half now because of the off day. Evan, fine. Evan has now fine. joined us. They're fine. No, you, if they keep, if they you keep weren't, some good we guys. We, we I can even name the bench for you if you want. We welcome in Evan Dunatov, uh, co-host of the show. I had some other things going on at the moment. Evan, we're talking about the Yankees and where they're at in the standings right now and what they have to do to continue this hot streak. Uh, who, who they have to continue this hot streak? Well, the pitching, the pitching's really turned around. Uh, what well, we saw yesterday. Yeah, I was just about to say it's all transit. It's like you know, it plays off each other. Scoring runs keep staying in the game. You know, is so, allows you to do it. Allows the pitchers to get more confidence and they pitch better and they can pitch better. You know, it, it's very simple. The thing is, the way the Yankees lineup's constituted right now, you can't really expect more than three or four runs consistently. I know they had a couple good games against the Phillies, but. The Phillies are Phillies pitching is terrible. So if you look at these games, Boston, like as much as we don't believe in Boston's pitching, they've pitched pretty well. So the Yankees can't go out and expect to give up five runs and split the series or take three or four. They're going to have to go in there and hold them to two, one, three runs like they were able to do uh, back in the Bronx. Well, see, the thing is right now is you saw last night with Chapman, that fingernail is really bothering him. So I, I don't really – Chad Green's a very good – could be a very good closer. But if you can get Chapman right – and the one thing that I liked was, okay, the other night he let up a home run. He also struck out the side. Yeah. I felt like I felt like he had a little more – It's going to be baby steps. Oh, it has to be. You cannot throw him back in there all at once. But on the other hand – And we have – I like Britton being back. It's a safety net, you know. Well, Britton also got shelled too, but he was back-to-back back because, once again, there was no literally no other pitchers to put out there. Yeah. So the they, thing with the- – the thing with Chapman, the, the mental block seems to be gone. His problems kind of seem to be physical physical right now. And, like, it's a fingernail. A fingernail will eventually get better. Yeah, it's just nails, how much nails, will that – Nails don't really heal that fast to begin with. And Unless you – I think you just got to rest, really, to be honest. That's what it really is. Really, there's no way you can speed up the process. Like, you can speed up the process of, of a muscle. Pitching definitely doesn't help, though. Cut, but he's got to He's got to take some, like, vitamin B supp- supplement, get that biotin in there, so well. Yeah, he needs something for his nail. You hate to see it. Um, we want to talk about the finals. Yeah, we'll touch on it real quick. I mean, it, I feel I feel bad for Chris Paul, but on the other hand, I don't because you're up two zero, you know, and you had every opportunity to 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 seal the deal to get even a third win. Um, and the issue that I take up with, I didn't like this at all, was the fact that they Devin Booker drops forty points back to back games. Did we talk about this on the last one? I think you touched on it briefly. But it's like the Devin Booker scores back-to-back 40-point games, and the media asks him, how do you feel for Chris Paul? Like, what do you expect him to say? Like, what kind of reporter are you that you're asking this guy? Got kind of, how do you feel for Chris Paul? Uh, mommy, I just literally gave you everything I had, and we <laughs> lost. And if this guy could have played half a little bit better, we probably would have won this series. Or at least been competitive, gone to game seven. I think basketball especially, we've seen the media get – really lazy and clickbaity and almost they almost point to stereotypes with their questions when it comes to players. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if stereotypes is the right word, but like common NBA, like cliches that the fans will play off. And when, 
the yeah. media, but they're supposed to be better than that. They're supposed to be above those stupid questions. But media side, just focusing on the series, I got to give all the credit in the world to Giannis. He was not 100%, and he would put up arguably the, the greatest closing finals performance of all time. And he proved, like, he proved that he could do it. Like everyone after the Heat series and after uh, you saw the couple series got knocked out early, people were always people were wondering, yeah, Giannis is great. Like, but can I talked a that lot of step? shit? I yeah. talked a lot of shit. I did too. Before you came on, Evan, I, I gave a formal apology to Giannis because I, I ripped on it. I ripped him for the Nets for losing to, for losing to the Nets. I mean, eventually beat him, but I, I ripped him for his performance, and he wasn't had real no offense. But it clearly, which is did. surprising, you would think Dario would be such a Giannis guy. I was just frustrated. Loyal. He couldn't. But I, like, but Evan, here's what I said to Ryan before. This is this is a lot like the way the Houston Rockets won in '94 when Jordan went to go play baseball. Like this is like that little that little opening in the traffic where they made that left turn to finally get in. Because yeah. I don't see I see the Nets next year if they're healthy. I see LeBron figuring it out. I see the Warriors figuring it out. I see the Knicks figuring it out. Um, I yeah. definitely see other teams in, that are going to make this. Like, but I also don't want people to take away the fact that, yes, they won it. Don't, don't blame injuries. Don't say, oh, well, LeBron was out and the, and the Nets got hurt. No, no, no. They won it. You can go to any finals win in the past 10 years. You can make the same argument. See, yeah, no. The, you win. I'm not, I'm not. Now, now the fun of the NBA starts outside the playoffs. I mean – the free agency, it's a fun ass time. Yeah, do shit not, changes like do that. Do not make overnight. a move for the sake of making a move. That's yeah. my advice. But no, yeah. I, I agree. Like sometimes you have to seize the window. Like if you look at you look down in the past, the Dallas Mavericks seized the window of the the, the, the Miami Heat not being hundred percent gelled that first year. You see the Pistons seize the windows of the Lakers getting a little old. Like these teams that seize these windows and get these one in. I don't think they lose a wink of sleep when everyone looks at them. Like they probably Champions, won't get a ring. That's, that's yeah, the like, they're going to hold that championship dearly for the next 15, 20 years. Like you don't see that fans in Dallas whining that they haven't won since Dirk won in a, what was that? 2010, 2011. Yeah. They got the ring and they feel great. Hey. And like, you know, like obviously it's almost time for them to like start competing again with Luca, but it's not like they view that entire post ring era as a disappointment because they only got one because right. Yeah. It's winning championship. I don't know if this is a hot take, guys. Winning championship, very difficult thing to do. Hey, yeah. Jerry Jones is willing to make a deal with the devil to go to a Super Bowl. So. Yeah. And for credit to them, they have their major pieces locked up for the foreseeable future. So maybe they, I, I, maybe be they com- can add some pieces to get back to a level to compete with the teams when they're healthy. It's all about yeah. staying healthy is what you realize what it comes down to. I mean, the Sun State healthy. More of attrition, right? Yeah, I mean the, the the Nets probably win this win win at all if they would have just stayed healthy. But or the, Lakers, don't be disrespectful there. Nah, we were so we were so banged up. We we get the fuck we. we just stop. We're gonna go. We're moving on here. Um. So Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones Sorry. says we gonna do whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl. We are gonna do whatever it takes. We touched on this. Let's talk about the, the SEC. opening monologue. I want to get your thoughts here because DeAndre uh, Hopkins doesn't want to get vaccinated. Well. The way I see the situation is the NFL saw what happened last year and they said never again. And the NFL thinks rightfully so based on like, you see like vaccination rates across the country and the disease rates going down that the best way to play a complete season without players missing practice, without players missing games is that they're as close to hundred percent vaccination as possible. And naturally like you're going to have people that are a little upset with it, 
And you know what the NFL is going to say? They're going to say, too bad. You're going to get the shot or you're not going to hold hold back your team. What what they're going to do is they're not going to make it a rule. They're just going to be like, look, if you have COVID, if your team has COVID and they can't make the game, you're going to forfeit. And then you're probably going to get fined $70 million, million however much it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you have now you're gonna put it on the the owners on the owners saying all right well that's out we're you're getting vaccinated motherfucker here we go. There you know it's really gonna affect the guys that are on the bubble. That if you're on the bu- if you're fighting for a bubble spot you got two guys that's yeah you got two guys that are about which the I think same. is bullshit though. No, you I mean, got two like, guys that are the same. Who's vaccinated? Okay, where well, he's in. Well, the, the stupidest thing that I think is you're playing football a game where you're mashing your brains at some, to some other guy and you're taking these painkillers to play every week. Yeah, and like a vaccine is where you draw the line. Cause like you don't know how it's going to affect your body. You know, what you don't know it's going to affect your body. CTE, the disease, everything else that you go through playing football. And so let's, like, and let's make sure we, under, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear the NFL coming out saying, well, we're looking out for the best interest of our players. You're looking out for the best interest of the bottom line. Yeah. Because if you really cared about the players, you wouldn't There'd have added no, a guy. What are they, they going to add? There'd be no fine. You wouldn't yeah, have added no a fine. Um, but yeah, you're going to put it on the owners, and I think you're right. I think eventually, I think all the players will come around. But you're the NFL is a private entity at the end of the day, and, and businesses have the right to do what they want to do. Yep. Um, and companies are going to say, okay, well, if you, if you don't be vaccinated, you have to wear a mask still. Well, these guys aren't going to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, so, but hey, real quick, last NFL point, then we'll move on. Ben Roethlisberger is coming in, came into camp. Uh, Apparently eating more healthier than uh, than Tom Brady. That's what I wanted to ask you guys about too. Is what they had to be like one of the worst eleven and zero teams ever. Yeah, oh, that, I yeah. think they're going to be. I think they're. I'm. I'm way out on the Steelers. Once we we'll talk more. Well, when we get ben, to the NFL ben said. Ben said. Ben's excited for the new offense. I don't give a fuck what he's ben lean. He, you you saw his jawline for the first time ever. Can you believe anything um, Big Ben saying? Hey. We were drinking the same Kool Aid Dario was drinking for Eli's last three years or so. They were still on 11 and 0. It was the weakest at 11 and 0, but they still did. And the offense sucked last year. So they have a new offense here. And ben what was I can't, I can't even really put my finger on why they were 11 and 0. It was just that week of a schedule. The defense, and like, the defense, the defense was good, and the offense didn't make any mistakes, is what, is what it came down to. Yeah, they were just doing those quick, short passes, and teams finally caught on. And they're like, wait, we don't have to cover anyone further than 10 years down the field. And, I guess it was over. And, the, yeah. and, the, and the Steelers' offensive line was kind of broke down towards the end, too. That's why Ben couldn't. They're even worse now. The ball. Yeah, they but we'll were, see what happens. Hey, no. listen to Mike Tomlin on Flying Coach? I have not. Yeah, yeah, the no. podcast that Joe Judge was on, it was great. It's him and Raheem Morris. They're great. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike Tomlin's one of those guys they could sell water to a whale. Like, of course he's yeah. going to have everyone convinced they're going to be good. But at the end of the day, like, they lost Villanueva. He's a – He's older, but yeah. he's a good he's left tackle. A, he's a really good left tackle. David DeCastro is like a routine all-pro. He's gone. Pouncey, Pouncey's right? gone. And, like, I can't tell you who they added. I know they're, they have this kid, Kenrick Green, that they're excited about, but he only really plays one position. They got the kid that uh, they got hurt in the Giants game. He's coming back. These, But these aren't really things that you're really going to be able to hold on to. It sucks because I have Najee and, Najee, and I love him as a player, but I just hate that when he went to um, – Pittsburgh because I knew their offensive line was terrible and Big Ben was also on his last leg if that and I just don't like and they they I don't know why they haven't even they I guess they've tried but have they really ever tried to even find his success, successor 
they've like dabbled with third round picks because I think Rudolph I know was third, a third round, round picks. Pick. Dobbs, yeah, exactly. Dobbs the fourth rounder. There's been yeah, a couple but they're other... not trying, in my opinion, is it? Not like, really. I mean, look at the Packers. Look at what the Packers do to Aaron Rodgers, and look at look at the difference. I mean, all right, you brought it up. We have to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Why? Why do we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers? Again? We have to. You, who's the he, first of all? If my if he doesn't new, play, no my news. fantasy team basically implodes. There is no news. He's not going to retire. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no we talk, Darryl, we'll up. have six more shows before something happens important. Do we know? I want everybody to understand why he's displeased. Can we talk about Aaron Rodgers? Go ahead. Yeah, why? Because he's a big old pick, baby, yeah. and he thinks he wants the All Pro lineup, or he wants to have all his all his best friends on the team. And he wants hugs and kisses from the general manager before. Well, he how come bed? other quarterbacks that are less that are nowhere close to him get that treatment? Like who? All right, they gave it to freaking. They gave Andy Dalton at least the courtesy of saying, hey, "Andy, by the way, just so you know, we're going to draft the quarterback in the first round." Why couldn't they do that when they did it with? They didn't even tell Rogers. When when did they do that? They did that this year for the draft. They told Andy Dalton. The Bears told Andy Dalton. Hey, oh, Andy, Andy Dalton. just oh, so you, thinking, you're aware, Alex Smith. Hey, Alex, just so you know, we're we're taking Pat. We're going to take Pat Mahomes. We want to give you the heads up. They Pat have the courtesy, the professional courtesy. Pat Mahomes. You think Justin Fields that good, bro? You're missing oh, my you're point. About Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Okay, like yes, you're giving I these guys you, the yeah. courtesy, but you can't even. Oh, that's valid. Oh my I god, mean, it's such a small. No, but no, but it's the principle. Point. Hold on, hold on. He says he likes his coach. What do you do? You fire him. He says he likes this this fourth or fifth string wide receiver. They cut him the next day. His team is going out of its way to piss this guy off. Then they're going to give you the I call it the fuck no. you offer. They're going to try to make him the highest paid qu- quarterback in all of football. They knew he was going to say no to that. Aaron Rodgers is finding things to be upset about. He's not finding things to be upset about. He doesn't need football. He's very happy. He's going to go freaking host Jeopardy for $15 million a year. You think he gives a shit? If he didn't need football, he'd be retired already. He, I think he wants to play, but I don't think he needs to play. <clears throat> no one I think, Evan, I think, you're, I, think you're over, I think you're overlooking the fact that this guy's been, been insulted over. There are quarterbacks that have done less than him that are getting more respect in their, within their organization. And he's asking for the same thing. Tom Brady forces his way out of New England, fine. Goes to Tampa Bay, gets whatever he wants, wins a Super Bowl. Well, it's, I mean, it's valid. I get it. I'm more, I lean more on Dario and Aaron Rodgers' side than the Packers, if you're asking me. I think he's just, he's just being a baby. But he doesn't have, he doesn't have much he can do. Why are, why are you always going, whatever this guy says, why are you as an organization doing the opposite? And go, I he like wanted to keep they're, Jake Kumaro. I feel That's like different than Brady their, wanted to bring in Gronk. And Antonio Brown. They're going out of their way to go whatever opposite whatever this guy says. Like, what are we doing? And second of all, you didn't. Lafleur was a good hire, fine, but you didn't even ask him. You didn't even get his opinion on it. You just made a move. All These right, other there, guys here, they get the Stop opinion. Stop doing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we, yeah, no one, no one cares. I don't about get why. why, why I get, why, I get it. We'll talk about it more when it develops more. He's right, you guys, like, you're, you're, you're dying talking about your your, uh, your uh, SEC bullshit. Go ahead. Yeah, SEC oh, all bullshit. Right. I like to consider myself a noted Big 12 hater. Every year, these teams get hype every single year, and they come in and just get absolutely dusted up by the real conferences, the SECs, the Big Tens. And now Oklahoma and Texas want to walk into the SEC and think they're going to be at all relevant. That's I don't what I'm know. saying. I don't know what they're expecting that's going to happen. They're going to Texas be, is going to get dog walk for a while. Texas, Texas is going to just be Tennessee now. 
At least Texas can like convince their fans for a like, while. For a little while, I think they can. Like- I think they can eventually grow and develop. But I was telling Chewy, I'm like, Oklahoma's not going to walk into the SEC and and just be Oklahoma for the past ten years or so. Yeah, SEC is a different breed, and they. I mean, I get it. Oklahoma's had some stud offense. They've they've been very good offensively, but they cannot compete defensively with these teams no. at all. Not even close. And I think I saw the Jimbo uh, Fisher presser. And he sounded nervous, like you could, like he was like he didn't really comment on it, but you could say that that's someone who get fucked the most is Texas A and M, you know, yeah. competing with recruits in Texas with Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. That's the only thing they kind of had over Texas or Oklahoma. The only but that I- would shake up the college football like beyond belief, I think. Well, then the Big Twelve, Big Twelve is going to get big. Is irrelevant, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, here's the thing. I look at this not as a as a moving conferences. I look at it more of a big picture. The NCA is getting the shit kicked out of them this year between the NIL and now you have these college teams questioning, hey, why do I have to be in this division? Why are things the way they are? Let's question the status quo. And once these two teams do, it's only a matter of time before everybody starts doing it, and you're gonna have a super conference. That's what you're going toward. College football that we know is today will cease to exist in five years. I'm calling it right now. I just – I don't see why they'd want to leave. I guess maybe they'd make more money in the SEC, but there's no way Oklahoma or Texas gets into the playoff picture. Think about it. Every afternoon, CBS, what game's on? Alabama. SEC. 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 But these teams have – they timeout. Oklahoma and uh, Texas have contract deals with their own networks. They don't need that. They I, like I don't see the benefit yeah, they're, for them. They're not nationally really, really televised think, like the SEC. I mean, I guess they'll probably Big get twelve more is money on Fox. Yeah, Big not as on Fox all day. And Texas SEC. has their own their own fucking network. Yeah, I think you're approaching. Like I said, you're approaching the super conference. And when the super conference come out, you're gonna have your own super. The networks are gonna jump all they'll over that too. too. No, yeah, teams won't do the too. super conference because they know Oklahoma might go like four and six in the super conference. And they're going to say, like, well, we're not going to win it, make any money there. All right. Well, like, then I, I don't see Oklahoma no. competing at the top of the conference. I, could I see, see Oklahoma I could competing see with, like, merging into obviously, two big conferences and then, and then playing, like, the playoffs, like, bigger playoffs and working it. What I do you guys see think that of, potentially happening? Them expanding the playoffs to 12. Yeah. Yeah. I was pissed off at, yeah, I was pissed off at Dabo for what he said, but then I, I was going to really go on a rant for well, about Dabo him. is but like, he, but Dabo just says it was convenient for him because I thought, but I heard he said that he took walk back kind of like if the players are going to get paid. I know you, you brought that up when this first broke that he didn't really say it like that. The words got twisted or whatever. He was making jokes. He, I don't also, know exactly. said it, he also said it a long time ago. Yeah, that's fine. But, but why, I, why, I love the 12 team idea. I think it's great. Well, Mike Lee wants to go 64. Either That's the only up. way Mike Leach is getting into the uh, the playoffs. Hey, you only need to make the dance, man. Hey, That's not how it works. I love uh, he's the Mike Leach is the man. He told Gardner yeah, Minshew, "Do you want to back up at Alabama, or do you want to leave the nation in passing?" <laughs> no, but I think eventually, yeah, you are going to get the twelve. I think it's going to work its way up. But the thing that Dabo, the point Dabo made, he goes, he goes, "Shit, we still going to make the playoffs." He like, "It's not going to like lessen our chances. We're in the playoffs. It's not a, it's not, it's not, it's a non-issue for us." He's afraid that it's going to minimize the regular season for a lot of schools that aren't that aren't at, that are out of the cusp. Because right now you're at. Uh, you're I disagree. About. No, I think it, it might it might minimize. Yeah, it might minimize the regular individual season. Like games. A, I think it, it it might minimize more individual, individual games. Yeah, 
games, but not a full season. It's definitely it may it definitely more makes more games valuable too. You it have does, teams competing, hand, okay, more teams only, competing for more spots. Don't go undefeated. You're not making a bowl game. You're not. All right. Well, different. You're looking at the, the very top, the top three or four teams. But what about the rest of the teams? Like, let's say you're a team like let's say Wisconsin. You start out three and two. Right now, your season's over. Like, you right. might be able to con- contend for like you might get the conference championship if the division's a little weaker this year. But national champion wise, your season's over. You can go three and two if you're Wisconsin. You went out. You might tack on to like that eleven or twelve. Season. I think, your what, you're, I think what we're missing is the conferences make a lot of money off of like the Big Ten championship game, the SEC championship game. There's a lot. It's a big revenue builder. And if you go to a playoff format like that, you are going to lose those games. And and I think a lot. You just call it that game, and you just played at the stadium. No, but the pushback is talking about the, push the winner. The conference winner is an automatic berth. Okay. And then you have three, or wait, it's going to go to twelve. So you have, then you have what, seven wild? Um, no, I think well, you have to do away with it. One, hold on, how many weeks are you going to play? I think you eliminate. Yeah, I think you eliminate more of the uh, patty cake. You're, you're eliminating the championship the games. No. Yes, you'd have to. Oh the, no, the championship. Who wins? The, I stand. You're the, the conference champ. No, what? Dario, do you do you know anything hey, about Dario, college they football? Have, there, they have a whole college basketball tournament, conference tournament before to determine but who they're, they're, they're not compare, going that way. Yeah, they're going to play one game. How many weeks are you going to include, bro? How many weeks you want to make the season? They're, they, if they're going to limit games, they'll limit those Alabama versus Alabama Tech State. Those games, those teams aren't don't even yes, with the new those, transfer for, rules. Those teams don't even want to play against Alabama. But yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because Alabama's paying them millions of dollars to play them. Not yeah, but they're stealing their players. You don't even know. Yes, I they, do know what they're doing. But the school itself will say, "Yes, I want to get my ass kicked." No. They're, yes, they're, those you're games, adding two yeah, more yes, weeks to the season. Two more weeks. And you can eliminate one or two of those early games and just play, and there'll be better non-conference scheduling too, because you can afford a loss. I'm not disagreeing with. I'm saying the pushback you're going to get is from these. Sound that, disagreeing. They will, not they will never get a, rid of conference camp, camp, uh, conference championship games. Excuse me, because to big college football schools, conference winning the conference championship is like one B to winning the title. Like it's no a shit. big deal winning the conference I know that. championship. Yeah. So those, those will never schools go can away. Get behind that. And especially like think about let's say uh, was it the comp, what year was Northwestern Ohio State was that this year for the championship. Or it might have been last year. It was Northwestern last year. was like an eight and three team, and under this thing, if they win that game, they're locked into the national championship. That's awesome. You're making the conference championship worth something. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's always worth something, but it's worth a little more if to you the, have like a the team. B, the B card. In yeah, the, the B card. Yeah. Champion. I don't know. It's well, gonna be more more football. You're, you're gonna see a lot more. Ch- you're gonna see definitely a lot more changes over the next five years. I think the landscape you see today is definitely gonna be different when you look back. Um, sure. What I do tell, what I will say, this is Rutgers is definitely killing it in the recruiting class this year. Um, so Penn State's reckoning it the next two years. I think. I, I think we're gonna. I I love the bet we have. I think after we get rid of this quarterback next year, we both have elite eleven quarterbacks coming in. But I think this team around them, they got some stud running backs. I think. I think there's gonna be some good matchups, but I think we're gonna still dominate. Your coach is a dope. Yeah. He's a cheerleader. He's a bad coach. He's, he's not a good coach. He's a great recruiter. Oh. We got we got a great recruiter and a great coach. Okay. You guys hey, everybody. Five, Dario. We'll see you Monday. <laughs> <laughs>